0: Here we are, about to talk about the week that was with Jared. That's me. Yes, yes. We're going to break down the week that was, hit the highs, maybe kind of forget the lows, things that aren't that important, because we are going to let you know what we thought in our thinking about AEW as it heads into the Forbidden Door. But even more so, we got a pay-per-view on the way before that, right?
1: Yes, yeah. Uh, May 29th or something like that? Coming May
0: up. 29th. Uh, the- Memorial Day weekend, right? Right. We'll talk about it on the other side. Welcome to Go Home Heat, a wrestling podcast. Here at Go Home Heat, our contributors focus on the stories and character arcs of the live-action drama art form. An art form dating back to Zeus, featuring Lincoln and a bear, and peaking with RoboCop and Sting. In the words of Xavier Woods, the last form of theater in the round. And now, go home heat. I'm KP, and we're going to add on a segment to this show. We're going to do AEW with Jared first, then we're going to add on a quick little segment at the end with Crossbones. He's going to come in, he's going to help out, he's going to contribute a little bit. We're going to talk a little WWE on the end of this. As you know, even with the AEW pod, I like to give you a little WWE. WWE. Just don't tell your friends. All right. I have Jared here. And first and foremost, what were your top four matches of the week?
1: Uh, FDR. FDR was number one. That's an easy number one, really. Right. Uh, Number two, probably Darby and Swerve. Those guys are incredible. Again, every time I see both of those dudes wrestle, they bust out some, like, crazy stuff. Crazy unique stuff I've never seen before. So when they're both together, that's crazy. That's magic. Right, right, right. Uh, And then it was probably Trent versus Joe. Right? Uh, then probably Black Bull Combat Club. Dude,
0: it's crazy because we have a match that I thought was going to blow me away leading into the week. And we'll talk about it almost second to last on this. Because we're going to talk about FTR at the end. Yes. Because I, I want to leave this thing on a great note. And I felt like that was a great match. The latter match between Sky and Sammy, I thought going in, I said, you know what? As much as Sammy can get on my nerves... He doesn't miss when you ring the bell. And I'm not going to say this was bad. No. But it's crazy to me that I'm naming four and then I'm thinking about what could be fifth rather than saying, number one is the ladder match. These are two of the great, great wrestlers in this company. And yet, for whatever reason, there was a disconnect. And we'll get into why I thought it was a disconnect. And maybe you agree with me. Maybe you don't. That's fair. Either way, going into the week that was, let's start out with the Joe Trent match, which we were talking about. Joe is fantastic. What did you think about the match, though?
1: I think they're two really, really good workers. So Mm -hmm. whenever
0: they have a match, it's good. And Joe is being allowed to, and I'm so happy that we're getting this. I don't know that it's the last round. I said to you during the match, I said, I I hope we just get one more year out of this guy. I mean, if we get three, great. But if we can just get one more year out of Joe, where he's given us this level of performance with this ball ball club, (laughs) with AEW and with, with Ring of Honor right here, I would be so happy because he is such a great storyteller. He works the guy to try to get the muscle buster. Trent works him back. He takes him into deeper water. Joe being older, breathing heavy. All he has to do is start to breathe heavy and kind of walk slower. And you realize, well, maybe Trent does have a chance here. And that's, of course, when we get the key clutch. Boom, he's done. Right? That's just
1: how Joe is. He's one of those guys who's just kind of a... A mountain to climb every time you, you fight him,
0: which you need those
1: those type of dudes in a company to, like, prove to younger guys, you know what I mean? that To prove that younger guys can overcome that mountain.
0: Right. Now, they had the ROH. That is a great point, by the way. Like a we- Suzuki, you know what I mean? Absolutely.
1: Fun- funnily enough, their match last week was just them, uh, like, chopping each other, dropping each other on their heads, and it was great. Absolutely. 10 out of 10,
0: really. Right. Now, we have... The Ring of Honor announcer doing the announcing with a hodgepodge of announcers that AW brings to Rampage every week with Taz and Jericho and Starks and poor, poor Excalibur Excalibur having to field his way through that because I think Jericho and... Taz just really feel like they need to pop themselves (laughs) and if everybody else pops, that's okay. (laughs) Right? Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but the key is as long as we're laughing, who cares, right? It's not but anyway, let's go into the Ring of Honor thing because they continue this Ring of Honor program on AEW television as Jay Lethal's music hits. He comes down with Divari and Satinum Singh. Right. Satinum saying hugeness. Big fella. Big fella. And then we have a weird thing. It looks like maybe an alliance is forming between Joe and the best friends, if only for this little time period, because Orange Cassidy brutally attacks Hugeness. Uh just just I can't believe they showed it on T V. Right. He was kicking him on in his shins, which was somewhere around six feet. 14 inches away from his chin, right? His chin. Yeah, <laughs> sweet shin music. <laughs> <Yes. right? laughs> and then of course Jay jumps in. And they wound up having a little bit of a brawl. We cut to end. That's fine. I thought it was well done. I I enjoy the fact that we're getting a Ring of Honor told on television here. I wonder. Look, they have trouble getting TV time for everybody as it is, and I think we'll we'll get into that a little bit because we're going to go into trios matches, and we we heard a little comment. We all follow wrestling. A little comment of. Becky Lynch, where she said something to the effect of, "I think we're presented better," and I think it's funny because, in some ways, she's right. In some ways, when I read how the AEW, as as the sports entertainer called them on Wednesday night, Galaxy, as the AEW Galaxy rushes to the help of of the company online, they would say these things. It's like, but you know, you're having these small women's matches, and it's like, well. WWE isn't written, 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 really a wrestling company, and so when they do present uh, Sonia Deville as the commander of the show, and she is in a wrestling scenario and multiple "I'm in charge of you" scenarios, and then you have these talking segments constantly, with, that's kind of what they're like. Roman, you don't ever say Roman doesn't isn't isn't a wrestler, but Roman goes a month without actually hitting a ring. You know what I mean, so I do get where she's coming from, and I do get how they present Charlotte as this huge deal, whether you like her or not, and Rhonda has this huge deal, and Becky has a huge deal, you know. And I, I get where they're, where they what they're, what she's saying, but I think this trios match that we saw here between, because I haven't seen a lot of women's trios matches in this company.
1: Yeah, not many. Right? You occasionally see them when, uh, when some of the Japanese wrestlers
0: pop over. Right, but here we had the baddies, which would be Jade and Hogan, no relation, and Red Velvet, and versus who were the three young ladies?
1: Uh, Trisha Dora, Willow Nightingale, and Sky Blue. We've seen all of them uh, oh. in some capacity or the other. I think Trish, or no, excuse me, I think Willow Nightingale's really good.
0: I'm kind of a Willow Nightingale mark. She's kind of great.
1: Yeah. And, and yeah. I think uh, Sky yeah, Blue. strong. Oh, yeah, dude, it rules. You yeah. need that in a women's division for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. Uh and I think Sky Blue has been kind of like the AEW uh, I don't want to say pet project but like she's been a young trainee for the company for a while now which is good. You know what I mean you need to to foster like homegrown
0: talent. I completely agree. I completely agree. I think that too if we if we'll do more of these trios matches look what you get to do. You have six women get to wrestle on television and also let's admit that some of these girls are new to the game like none of the baddies are. They're all actually they're all fairly accomplished, especially at this point for Jade, who has come a long, long way in the last year.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: She's honestly she's probably the most interesting
1: thing in the women's division for me.
0: I'm trying to figure out a comparison because I always compare Bianca Belair to Cena, right? But I, I don't. People compare those two, and I, I think it's okay because they're both very their physicality is immense. For yeah. Her. oh yeah, but I don't like that comparison as much because Bianca is Cena esque and Jade is not. She she reminds me a little bit of a, Kev, of a of a Kevin Nash and people forget that Kevin couldn't is that just because of the big boot the big boot probably is a huge thing and she's a little bit more flexible than say a Hogan was I was, was about to say
1: do. uh, she does it a little differently than than Kevin Nash well Kevin, Kevin Nash didn't generally do like the jumping big boot
0: right I'd right. like to see him
1: do it maybe,
0: maybe it's Scott Hall. She's somewhere in there, like a mixture of the outsiders, to me. I I, I get that. I totally get that. A, a little bit of a mix. She she needs to work more. Ke- and people also, Kevin wasn't always nine knee surgeries in. There were times like I remember he talks about a Goldberg match. I don't want to go off for too much. He talks about a Goldberg match though, where he went out there and wanted to roll around with Goldberg, and he started rolling with him, and Goldberg was like, "No, dude, we're not doing that And he was like, "I want to I want to show people that I can wrestle a little bit here, Bill. You know." And that's first of all, that's bullshit. <laughs> Kevin wanted to roll around a little bit because he knew Goldberg couldn't. Yeah, right. Don't you think that's exactly who Kevin is?
1: Kevin's so funny. Right, right,
0: right. That's exactly who Kevin is. And, but he could wrestle when he needed to. He could do some of those things. He just, you know, he'd rather jump into the pool with a jackknife and get paid for that. Which, hey, I get it. I get it. But let's move back into this though. You get six women that get to get in the ring, and some of these girls that aren't really experienced, they only have to remember little clips of what they're doing next. Right? Short, you know, remember this spot with her that you notice her, boom, 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 you get back out and you do it again. I think
1: think trios matches are wonderful for training people. It's something that you should always be doing. You get a short part of the match, you get to work with a lot of different people, you get to hear a lot of different inputs. It's
0: really good. Right, and you also, the fans, get to get a Cliff Notes version of who these characters are going to be. And the Cliff Notes is sometimes easier to like than the whole book. It's true. <laughs> you know what I
1: mean? Sammy Guevara, really.
0: <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, but okay, let's move into um, Serena Deeb's. Uh, 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 we go back to Dynamite here. Serena Deeb's and Sheeta ended this long-standing rivalry in a street fight. It didn't blow me away. It no, was fine. I'm was just kind of glad it's over. I did. Sheeta was supposed to be blinded, and she was swinging the wrong end of... The kendo stick, if you remember, and she hit Deeb's. And I didn't realize she got she her. She smoked her. That mo- mouse on Deeb's eye was coming up when that match was over. When she did that promo afterwards, it looked like she had a golf ball there. Tough, tough Yeah, did scenario. you see the,
1: the picture she took?
0: It was, it was ooh, ooh. But, but again, she just, but. I love Deeb's. But or Deeb. Sheena she's was so following tough. the, there was nothing, like, there was nothing heinous there. She, Sheena was following what she was supposed to do. She wasn't supposed to be able to seize. That's why she's got the wrong end of the kendo and. It And that's the the, the the side you grab is the harder side. So when it accidentally hits her, it messed her up a little bit. But, you know, Deeb's goes over. I, su- I was really surprised at the result. That Deeb's would go over surprised me that it wasn't like some kind of shenanigan or whatever. She just... She's her. She just beat She just tapped. Yeah. You know, uh, oh, goodness. Okay. That's great. But, but let's move on, right? And so Deeb's is probably going to get... Sh- Go in here for a World Title. Hey, I'm all for it. Good for her. We we do wind up moving down. I want to slide into the trios match that was also on on this Dynamite episode: Blackpool Combat Club versus A-Aron, Q-T, and Nick cor Comerado. I can't say that. I thought this was okay. You you had a statement with me earlier about what do you think about this?
1: It was fine. I mean, it's 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 good in that getting Yuta over is the goal. Especially, I guess, his hometown. Yes. And it does wonders for uh, keeping the story going. Like, seeing them as a unit. Like, you can't just tell me story development's happening. Especially when it comes to stuff like this. You gotta show me. If Blackpool Combat Club is becoming a fine-tuned machine where every one of them is complementing the other, they're all getting better together, I need to see that. You can't just be saying that in
0: a promo. Right. Well, the thing, to me, the thing that was both to your point and not to your point. Yuta was the focus here. He was the Seth Rollins. He goes out there in both these matches. you know, In the Shield, Seth was the guy who would get beat up in the trios matches. We're that like was 20 minutes. Yeah, that's Yuta's role here. But he also gets to showcase things. He learns things. It's hard for me to buy that Mox and, and Daniel Bryan are getting better in these scenarios. It was more of a Yuta thing here. Yeah. It was, it was to get, and then protecting Yuta so he could get the pinfall or the, the victory. At the end, you know, they, Mox absorbed one guy, Daniel Bryan absorbed the other, so Uta could finish it, right? That's more the story we're getting right now, and it'll be interesting to see as we get into this tournament if we see things there. And when we get to the Forbidden Door pay-per-view, will we have Mox wrestling the ace? Will we have Daniel Bryan wrestling, I want uh, Zack Sabre Jr.? Will Uta have a match with one of the younger guys? How does that work? Because I don't want them in a trios match at that time.
1: No, I want each of them to have a a 30-minute long match. Right. I want the show to be about seven hours. (laughs) Remember WrestleMania? We need to put that all on one night and just keep giving me match after match after match.
0: It's a stupendous
1: forbidden door yes
0: <laughs>
1: dude the forbidden door That it propels me i know it keeps me going yeah it, it, uh, it reminds me that wrestling is great
0: right get you get you through the times when you have to clock in and clock out in life undisputed elite versus uh, martin the blondes johnson anderson this was fine again it was to tell the story of the undisputed elite showing cohesion Um, I find the the, the blondes right now, I'm finding the cheerleader more interesting as she sits there every week in despair. (laughs)
1: That's me, you know?
0: (laughs) Right, right. Okay, but I think, I, you know, that's fine. I, I feel like we're going to get this era of cohesion until either Omega comes back or Jay White rolls in and begins to belittle him, <laughs> right? <laughs> Jay White just is
1: mere presence. Right. Causing causing dissatisfaction. Is, he's, he's turmoil
0: and, uh, incarnate. He is, he is a worm. <laughs> right, right. I love that dude. Moving into the Darby versus Swerve, which was our second to best match of the week. What did you love about that match?
1: Dude, the, just the new stuff you would see. I think the one moment that stood out to me the most where I was like, dang, that's neat. Uh, Swerve's got Darby, like, sitting down in the corner and he's doing the, the classic, like, uh, you know, stick the, your boot in their face deal, mm-hmm. yeah. like extending it. Uh, and Darby just, like, grabs his whole leg and puts him in a, like, a knee bar situation. And I was like, dude, that's so slick. I've never seen that. You know what I mean? I, right. I've, I've never seen anyone, but it seems so obvious. But that, that's how I feel watching these dudes wrestle is they'll just do something and I'm like, man, that's, that's obvious.
0: And you also said how these guys, in the middle of a match, you know, they're going for a leg move, but they'll do a front roll and then a then a. Uh, yeah. Float over and then get the hold on them and stuff like that. Little things that add to the flair of it all.
1: Yeah, sort of, sort of goes for like a brainbuster, but instead of just like uh, picking like Darby up from from where he was he was laying there and putting him in the, the position, he like takes his arm, rolls over, somehow manages to put them in the suplex position. You know, flips him over and then hits him with this ridiculous brainbuster. I was like, dude, that's that's so cool.
0: It is cool and it is neat to see. This is when we talk about how lucky we are right now in pro wrestling, these guys were doing this on small stages all over the country, like they would do in the evolve, right? That's how they would do it. Like, like, like that, they've been doing that in those small bars and things like that. And then here we finally get to see them do this on a big stage. And the fact that we had uh, not really interference, but a distraction where Ricky looking like a million bucks Starts to stroll down from the announcer's area. Sting backs him up. Ricky acting like he's not sure if he can fight yet because my shirt's on. So he starts to slowly unbutton the buttons as he backpedals. That's just enough for Darby to get the win. And that leads us into two important things. One, we get this again at a later date for more important stuff, which is important. Darby goes into this tournament, which is great. Swerve's going to continue his thing as he's going to get to Lee. Lee has a, a pretty much a squash match later in the show. Ricky Starks wound up. This is a kind of a convoluted bunch of stuff. As we have FTW steadily in Swerve's business, he's going to go get Lee. They're going to be ready. And on Dynamite, of course, we had Starks challenging Jurassic Express. And that's probably not going to be a clean finish because we're going to have Lee and Swerve probably do something to cost them, which is how when I'm looking at Jurassic Express and I'm looking at Starks and Hobbs, I'm not thinking of any realistic way that they, Starks and Hobbs can lose just for me, because I just think so highly of Starks and also Hobbs kind of can measure up with uh, Luchasaurus. But I think you found interest in the interaction between Christian jungle boy in Luchasaurus, right in this segment, right. I think Christian has been
1: so so good in these segments. Uh, the way he's he's like I don't want to say casually very mean, but like he's he's being very strict and very uh, just like a really harsh coach. He's smug. He's he, a little smug, like. But which I'm back and forth because like yeah, it's a little rude. It's not exactly like the Christian that like was there for a while but this has been a slow change over time and he is in a lot of cases right jungle boy could have won that match jungle boy could win every single match he's a part of he's a phenomenal talent he's been shown to beat people who he people thought he couldn't beat right he can win all these matches so it's it's great because it's both understandable and also you know like you're like man that's that's harsh Right.
0: But that's great. That's great. There's like, there's levels to it. Right. And there's also the wonder, right? Does, is Christian who hasn't wrestled a lot, is he starting to turn towards the dark side of the force, which would be fine if he wanted to do that? Or are we going to turn jungle boy a little bit away from the cartoon stuff to put, which I don't know if they could do. That's the tricky thing, right? He's wrestling with the dinosaur. But do you put your world title on the guy that's wrestling with the dinosaur? You know, those are tricky questions. You know, he can be your TV champ. I don't know if he can be the guy. Do you, at some point, do you take the leaf off of his... The loincloth? The loincloth off of him and put, like, some kind of clothes on him. You know, that kind oh, of thing. I
1: thought you just meant wrestle naked. I was like, oh, okay.
0: <laughs> at some point, does he wrestle naked? Probably a pay-per-view. Probably. <laughs> you don't think TNT would show full dong? No, and I also don't know how the guy who monitors cussing is going to follow him around with that black ball as he runs away. <laughs> live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I would,
1: I would pay to see. That's going to be got a two
0: seeing- second delay. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> no butt crack. No butt crack. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, who knows where it goes? Is the neat thing about it because we've got this Christian dive in. I'm excited. Absolutely, as well. We should be. As Punk gave a promo. It was whatever. He, he was the announcer for the FTR match. He's in a weird spot. I think, I think Hangman has COVID. I think that's what Hangman said.
1: I believe. I believe, yeah. It, so, it's been a weird build. Because they announced the match, but then it's just like, oh, Hangman has COVID, so he can't be there. So Punk's just kind of... Right, he's got to sell the match by
0: himself, which is fine, but... He's no Seth Rollins, you know what I mean? Seth has the ability. He has in his thing a cartoon he gets to lean on and it's it's him. Whereas punk is because punk's not a villain. Like the reason why Kevin and Seth could do that is because they're villains. Punk's not playing. If punk was playing the villain, he could have gone out there and totally run down hangman that whole trip around. And it works. Oh yeah. But because he has to say, golly gee guys, I'll never quit on you. I'll never lie to you guys. I never, and which is why I thoroughly enjoy punk's comeback. I don't have any problem with him being a baby face. If he wants to turn heel, awesome. I would love it if him and Christian decided to be the old curmudgeon guys and just lay waste to everybody verbally on the sticks and then go out there and win and lose and whatever. That would be dope to me. Because uh, I think Punk and Christian probably sit around catering and level people. Yeah. Hopefully just to themselves.
1: Yeah, I was about to say. Because it's
0: bullying. If they're telling anybody else, it's bullying.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> making new Eddie Kingstons, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Left and right. <laughs> that the Eddie Kingston uh, quote, that Eddie Kingston shot in the middle of the punk promo was so funny. I was like, that's that's money.
0: And Christian and Christian and 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 punk have this opposite of a safe space. They come around <laughs> being incredibly nice to everybody, and then they turn around, they walk in a room by each other, and go, these bunch are nothing wrong. You mean that guy's wearing a loincloth? What on earth?
1: what's going on? Back in my day, it wouldn't have flown. Yeah, right. Back in my day, we'd be listening to AFI. And, you know, and,
0: Or even better, if you're punk, it's like, if you noticed when I was on heels, I put a loincloth on to be a cartoon. wow like, come on. And I bro. don't hate, I don't hate though. Oh, definitely not. I don't hate no. the Jungle Boy. And if they want to stick with it, that's cool too. Just I'm, I'm just throwing devil's advocate thinking further out there. Another talking segment. Brit, Hater Storm Ruby, right? It was nothing. Right, 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 right. <laughs> now we get to Sammy and Scorpio, and if it's okay with you, I'll tell you kind of what my problem was with the match, and and you tell me if you agree. Okay. Would okay. you want to go first? No, no, after you. I okay. insist. Okay. Okay, We have Dan Lambert there. We have Taya there. We have. Paige uh, okay, there. no, no. I see. I've,
1: I've already caught the first issue. Dan Lambert. Or <laughs> <laughs> right, on issue number one. Um, I'm a Dan sure, Lambert mark. Make sure to keep tally. All right, yeah. I'm a another Dan another, Lambert another win mark. for misogyny. <laughs> right.
0: Okay, so they're all out there, and they all get involved in the middle of the thing. Like, to me, that could have – let's go ahead and do that at the beginning of the match. I agree. Let's do that all at the beginning of the match. I you,
1: prefer to get, get it over with.
0: You do have the spot where they're on their backs as they climb up the ladder, but then they kind of had to fall off on their own. Like There was no reason why they fell off. It wasn't a chicken fight or anything like that. It was just – they just both, for whatever reason, fell off on their own. Made no sense to me. The kick to Dan Lambert in the balls, I mean, that's that's great. It's a spot everybody pops for. I could care less. Again, we could have done that before the match, after the match, whatever. We didn't Anything. have to do that in the middle of the ring. The centerpiece to me of all of the physicality in the ladders was this ladder they had that had barbed wire on it. The one guy falls, Scorpio falls on it once, and then we do this thing where we, we figure out a way to set it up, and it's sitting there. To the left of the middle of the screen and we, and they keep it there in your view for a reason. And we're kind of having a fight to see who winds up on the barbed wire ladder, right? That's got to be there for a reason. It's like when they put a table out and it just sits there. It's got to be there I, I for know. a reason. So the, the end result of what we're doing, what you've told me, the end result of this, the point of this besides grabbing the belt from the top of the ladder is who's going to wind up with the spot over there with the barbed wire ladder. And Sammy winds up over there, right? So at that moment, Scorpio grabs the belt, and we have a finished show. Cut credits. Roll credits. Why does Sammy no-sell falling on a ladder with Bob Wire hop right back up on the ladder to fall down again? And then Scorp wins? Yes. Like, I, I realize you got to be book strong, but this was some Hogan-esque... Dude, it was ridiculous. It didn't, it didn't even make it. it made no sense. It, it, I, I'm pretty
1: sure the the what happened was that they were pressed for time, and that was going to be some spot. But at that point, if you're pressed for time, just don't get up. Just just let, don't get up. Just let score win, dude. Right. It, it was it was worthless, and it was just act was, like you stuck to the bar or anything, bro, dude. He bounced off it like crazy. If that were me, roll dude, out, yeah, out I, of the ring. Hold that, your back. That's it. That's all you have to do. Let Scorpio win. T-
0: Taya, who is madly in love with you to the point where we were French kissing instead of going and getting the. That was the other thing yeah, you I put know. Scorpio down, you put Lambert down. And instead of going and getting the belt, we stop and we French kiss open mouth. Like where is the guy with remember the member Black Dot? I wanted to cover up Jungle Boy if he was wrestling naked. I need to see I Jenny- get that. Yeah, I agree. Because I don't need that open mouth stuff. That's weird, no. man. You know. No, uh, it's...
1: Come on. God, Sammy just does just, nothing. Just blow, Sammy just does just nothing blow
0: a kiss.
1: It's gross, and it's like, but, but they're heels. It's like, it sucks. <laughs> 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 I feel the same way about Jericho, where it's just like, but he's a heel. He's supposed to piss you off, and he's like, he's he's boring.
0: Okay, good that you said that. So let's slide <laughs> into Jericho. Okay, we have this sit-down thingy, right? And I have a problem with this, too. And it's not that I hated it. I actually I actually liked when, when the 2.0 guy is saying... They're so funny. <laughs> when he's saying, we're doing what's best for business. And then he goes into the AEW Galaxy. And then we bring out the guys. A- LAX. We'll just call them LAX for brevity's sake. Yeah,
1: yeah that, that, that's what I did in a text message yesterday where I was like, I don't want to have to write out the names. They're
0: LAX. Yeah, right. Okay, and so they're down there. And Jericho runs his mouth. And we get the nose to nose. And Garcia, I thought, did a good job. The best part of the whole segment, though, I, I kind of. dress dressing. You know what I mean?
1: He was, he was looking like a 2000s uh R&B star. Oh, it was money.
0: Yes. Yes, he could have been in a, in a um H-town or something. Yes. You know. Yeah, absolutely. The
1: next Marky Mark.
0: Right. But the other 2.0 guy, the the one with the block head. He's standing right there in camera shot between whoever's <laughs> arguing and he's just making the weirdest <laughs> faces. And I don't, like, Santana saying whatever and Jericho's saying whatever and then Jericho says I I'm going to put stop. a hit on him, but I don't care. I couldn't stop looking at I'm him. I'm just laughing at that dude because he's that funny looking. so funny. <laughs> and he loves the fact that he's funny looking. Like, he totally sells that. It was the best part of him on NXT. It's the best part of him now. Then we get the thing where, you're, you know, you don't know what a hit is thing and, and Santana backs him up because he knows what a hit is. And I don't doubt that. It's just that whole thing felt weird because if you're telling me that I am so violent, I'm willing to put you in the ground, which is what he repeated. He said it once, it wasn't good enough, he said it again. If I'm so violent, I will put you in the ground. Why is this fine or getting fired from Tony keeping me from touching you?
2: If, right, I, if I agree. I'm that guy, right?
0: If I'm that guy, right? I agree. You know what I'm it's, it's, not to mention Wardlow doesn't even work there and he's on every episode getting matches so I don't know what I would care about getting fired but we'll, I'll digress Okay, so there we have that then we get to the parking lot later on and Jericho throws a fireball in this guy's face now first of all Tony Khan said y'all don't touch each other at all but somebody's getting fired we put a fireball in that dude's face and Jericho ain't getting fired Everything I mean, I get just... that there wasn't physical contact. <laughs> what do you mean? This is not a... But anyway, so that's my point. Like, I think all of that could have been accomplished with two separate backstage promos. And I think that both groups are good enough on the stick to sell that without whatever that was. It's just
1: a nothing. It's, right? Again, the Matt Parker or whatever. Matt Parker? No. But Matt Parker's like a comedian or something right okay <laughs> whatever that, that dude is so funny that dude made the whole segment for me that was the only thing that was like watchable because the rest of it was just like jericho's weird anti-wwe weird gimmick it's like i i get it dude i yeah. versus like kingston's like i'm gonna i'm gonna like actually kill you <laughs> <laughs> which mostly just felt like it was just like the punisher versus teenage mutant ninja turtles it was just the the disparity between Th- these worlds was so great. I was just sitting there. I was like,
0: "To me, the animosity okay. <laughs> felt like more when Jericho and Eddie were going at it the first time around."
1: Yeah, this is nothing. This is this right. isn't. This feels fake.
0: Ortiz. I, I know we're
1: jumped, talking about wrestling, but like right. it feels fake.
0: Right. Ortiz jumps. Right. We we're talking about how this is fake. But by the way, I watched a dinosaur growl at the end of the segment before. Okay. Ortiz jumps. Jericho. They're gonna have a match later on. That's fine. We'll move past that. The MJF Wardlow. Archer, we get a good match. I thought Wardlow like gets it. a win. One of the better matches of Wardlow's career because he I hasn't think. been able to stretch it out a little bit more. NJS intro into this was great. His outro into this was great. When he, what was it he did to that poor girl that was trying to interview him? He got her name wrong or something, and he acted like he was going to apologize, and then he screamed, and she like ran out of. And, like, get God, of my frame! It was so good. It was great, it, and it it set the tone for what was to come as he threatens. <laughs> As he threatens my man with somebody taller than him. And that is when we know. And he says, you can't teach that. And that is when we know that we are getting Wardlow versus Enzo Amore in a stepladder match.
1: I was about to say, yeah. That tracks.
0: <laughs> Enzo on stilts. Enzo on unicycle. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'd watch that much. <laughs> but anyway, so we're, we're probably getting, uh, uh, Spears had a little thing where he did too. We're probably getting some form of. In case it of, wasn't uh, obvious
1: the first time. Like, right? I, whatever, dude. Why what on earth did they have a second segment? I know so who it is. Spears'
0: this promo was so good. If you, haven't, if you had not spent this whole year cutting his legs out, I would have loved that segment. But I can't take him seriously because he's never done anything right. Uh, in his faction.
1: And that's perfectly fine as, like, a character. I think it's good. I think the work he does in the He's ring great. and around the ring is great.
0: He's great, but now you're threatening me with, with Big
1: Cass. Okay, that's cool, but... What do you think about W. Morrissey's impact run? Think it's been okay?
0: It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. he just has come around in a moment where you have Moose, and it's time for Alexander to get his run. And so Morsi coming in as this big signee. At a different moment in time, he would have come in, power the champ, been the champ, been on a run, been on a run, and, and who knows what he does with us? With, we don't know. He's not a bad talker. He's, no, he's not bad. He's not bad. And I and here's the thing. I want to poo poo him a little bit more, but there's a part of me being a being a guy who's dealt with addiction issues that has seen this guy totally dismantle his own career. Uh, according to what I read today, he got with Diamond Dallas Page, and I'll tell you the truth. If we'd have done this podcast a day ago, I probably wouldn't have thought about it like this and been as nice. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, he he said, you know, uh, Page heard about what happened to me when I when I had the seizure, he called me up. He said, Do you ever want to get right? Come down to Atlanta and get right." I did it. We bonded. We worked out together. I'm on the right path. And what Paige is doing in Atlanta for the wrestling world, what he's doing going down to NXT and teaching guys how to take care of their bodies, what he's doing, what he's done with Jake Roberts, what he's doing going. And dude, people out there, I know you may not like Vince Russo, but he is doing a pod thing and they call it the Bro Show. And if you just want to get a hilarity of 45 seconds, listen to any 45 seconds of Vince Russo and Paige talking to one another. It is literally bro, 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 bro. There aren't words. Bro. It, 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 there aren't words. It's like when you get when you hear somebody get mad and they drop a bunch of F-bombs in a row, F-A-D-F-F, F-A-D-F-F, right? This is it, but bro. It bro. bro. The two guys do bro. It. It's crazy. It is crazy. But bro. Morris is going to come in. Hopefully he can get some back and forth with Wardlow. I, I'm a little leery with the Forbidden Door formula because we have seen Impact getting a lot of losses over here we have Mercedes Mercedes Martinez versus Deanna Parazo coming in and I, if Parazo loses loses this match I'm going to be like god does any impact winner ever get to shine on the show and okay. I like Mercedes a lot and if if Mercedes was a member of Impact and went over Parazo I'd be like oh cool they're pushing her but at this point everybody that comes over from Impact gets whooped on AEW so it's not really a it's like a forbidden door slam, you know. It's
1: like coming here, get your ass beat, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. then we send your guy home. Yeah, that's the part I that think that surprised for sure me what, the most. What
0: Big Cass is coming into, right?
1: Yeah, like he's going to lose, right?
0: But here's like the, it might be an interesting match, but he is going to lose. It would be cooler if somehow he could do a little run with Pinnacle, but that's not going to happen because he's going to lose and go home, which is okay. This now is let's fine. let's get to something that I, I'm really fond of, and too... He's getting to wrestle on the show, with a lot of people are watching it in a big arena. He's going to get a big payday. He has come a long baby. FTR, wrestling one another, match of the week. What were your takeaways from it?
1: I loved it. Those right. dudes are just incredible storytellers. Right. It's it's like the, the nuances in this match, especially with like the thumb to the eye spot, completely an accident. But that does cause friction. Right. And there, there's a point in every match where people have where they have matches against their friends. There has to be some point of friction for them to really try against each other. If that right. makes sense, because you, you, every time they, it's always back and forth where it's just they're trying to do lockups, they're trying to just do like mat wrestling. But at a certain point, man, you just got you gotta start swinging. Right. That dude might be your buddy. That dude might be your brother. But at some point, you gotta start swinging. Well,
0: and to your point, some of those roll arounds were an ode to a an Owen Hart, Bret Hart, Matt. Exactly, yeah. Right? To piggyback on that, here, he does. there is friction. They do go toe-to-toe, and then Dax does start to get the better of him. There is the leg injury, or the, we, we believe there's a leg injury. The two wrestlers know that this, it could be worse than it is. He's laying down there. He's going to go for the figure four. That's the lock-up win. He's hurt his knee. He chooses not to.
1: Because someone brings it up on commentary, there is a point of just like, well, this guy's your tag team partner. Do you want to injure him?
0: Right, and, then, and and like Jack said, we've been together our whole careers, and we've never even said a bad word to each other. I mean, that's unreal, you know. And, and so then he goes, he's going to do a stomach stomp or something, but he leans down, and boom, he gets caught in a roll up. And ten out of ten times, you lose. But no. But he reverses he it. He reverses it. Win. Oh, dude. I thought the finish was so smart. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't see it coming. It was I was like, brilliant. damn. That was it. I was like, oh, that, wow. It was brilliant. And it was match of the I was hoping it was going to be match of the year. And I think for them to do, I think they have a match of the year in, in them. Oh, yeah. But I think for them to do a match of the year, they have to be breaking up.
1: Yeah, there has to be some, like, real heat in a match like that, which I don't think is ever going to happen.
0: Right, so this is the kind of the best thing we can get from them. I agree. And we got it. And I was so happy with them. I was happy for them. It's odd. Tony Khan loves to start his shows with a bang. And as we wrap this segment of this show up, it's like, wow. The first match on each episode wasn't just really good. It was incredibly good. And yet, how do you follow that up over the course of... That amount of time, it's hard. Yeah, the, and he does do things with a quick pace and all that. It's just really hard to the, be that yeah, good every week.
1: The so. dynamite episode was so downhill after the first segment. I was, I, I, checked out for like the middle part of the episode. I was like, whatever. Yeah, well, I, and I've been kind of, uh, it's kind of whatever on certain aspects of like uh, stories they're doing, like the Jericho thing. I could care less, right? Uh, I don't really. I've seen enough of Deeb Sheeta. There's think, just a lot of stuff I, on there.
0: I think I've gotten to a point with AEW where. And I'm like that with WWE a little bit too, but I, I, I got to that point because I've been watching it my whole life. Where even the things that I don't like, I kind of get a kick out of the fact that they went there again. You know what I mean? It's like, Absolutely. oh, okay, we're doing this again. Oh, look, there's you know. <laughs> and I don't, I don't have a problem with it. It just, it could be better. It could be. That's better. That's all.
1: It's it's like there's a lot of matches that I think are really knocking it out of the park, and certain aspects I think are great. But I think like, on average, I'm just like, eh, But I, right.
0: I do think you have to do the buffet. I agree. I, I agree. think you have to do the buffet because you have to miss sometimes to hit the home runs. And the spinoff of all of this stuff with Jericho is we could be making huge stars out of the three that aren't Jericho. Garcia and 2.0. 2.0. Right, And that's the big thing. right? If we come out of this and Santana and Ortiz are championship contenders and 2.0 is in the middle of the card and Garcia is the TNT champ after he gets done with this program with Jericho, then all of this is worthwhile. I agree. And they're getting mic time for Garcia, which we never thought would do, but also he's getting to do it in character. So if he screws up, it doesn't matter because it's a character. Exactly. Right? I'm I'm cool. You enjoyed your week, though. I enjoyed the week. Absolutely. All right. We're going to move into the next segment coming up. It's new for y'all with Crossbones talking WWE. Just a little bit. You are listening to Go Home Heat, a wrestling podcast. Check out our friends at The GIN Project, the G I N N Project.com. Check out our friends at The Daily Smart, your one stop shop for all things pro wrestling. And now, back to Go Home Heat. All right, folks, introducing a new and hopeful, consistent contributor to the Go Home Heat podcast, Mr. Crossbones. Crossbones. Here, Excellent. In the house Excellent. Hey, why don't you, in, in the words of the wrestlers, why don't you get your sh- in for us? All right. Where else I people am- can
2: find you? All right. So I am at clang and bang underscore ATL on Instagram and uh, plus Kelly underscore 316 on, on – 313, not 316, on Twitter.
0: 316 would have been good though. A guy, a guy already got it. A guy already got it though. <laughs> <laughs> he beat me to it. He beat me to it. Yeah. Um, we're going to roll forward. We got – The concept here is on these AEW-specific podcasts to give a little bit of WWE content. And I've been kicking it back and forth on Twitter with Mr. Crossbones here, and we decided to try to come in here and maybe hit a couple of quick topics at the end of these pods to maybe, like I've said before, you ain't got to tell nobody. Check out a little WWE every now and then because it might can be entertaining. Then you go back to your AEW galaxy, as they said this week on the shows. This week was easy to figure out on a few topics because Randy Orton is so important to the WWE and wrestling in general, and they have this huge anniversary celebration for him. Uh, what he, you told me before what your thoughts were on Randy Orton and then what your, what your, uh, the guy who's with you on your podcast also is a little younger than you and what he, how he views Orton. You want to hit on that real quick?
2: Yeah, we do a banging and clanging podcast. Uh, my, my partner on the show, his name is Blake Beretta. And, uh, he's 10 years old, 10 years younger than me. So when he started re- watching wrestling, Randy Orton was just coming in to WWE. Where to me, you know, I've been watching for years. I, he just looks like a, he, was just a, he was just a kid. He was just this kid. He's almost the same age as I was. He's a little bit, a little bit younger. So those younger fans will look at Randy Orton and his career arc. Like somebody like me who started watching wrestling in the 1980s would look at somebody like Hulk Hogan. He has that historic longevity in his career and he has all these accomplishments. He has been at the very top of WWE sports entertainment for almost 20 years. For, imagine that. Imagine somebody just like, just like our era Hulk Hogan being in the title picture. Almost for twenty consecutive years. That is that is unbelievable, and it, especially in this time where attention spans aren't as uh, aren't as good. You know, where people will see a character and be like, "Oh, you know, that's great for a little while," but then they get tired of it. And they want somebody else. Randy Orton has withstood the test of time like somebody from the golden era, and is still out there putting together like we said, bangers of matches. Where he believes that he has just now entered the prime of his career after 20 years. What's
0: well, crazy, and you know, usually people have to like drastically reinvent themselves. And up until this little run with Riddle, he's been able to stay in that Viper scenario. You know, he starts out and then he, he dives into, and they talk about this the, on the show. You have standard wwe fair the the wrestlers around the ring and and his tag team partner in the ring and he announces him and he and we get this vignette where they show the career and you get young randy orton with the blue tights and orton on his butt and then you get the evolution years right evolution and, and then yeah you, yes and then you get the legacy and then you get the uh the legend killer years and then you wind up with you know the legend killer made him so dynamic that you could literally put him in there with a guy that was a has-been and we would just hate him and it, it was a big
2: deal i mean yeah he was taking out all the people who we loved growing up that's what he was doing he, he went through a a murderer's row of people taking out hogan taking out mcfoley uh everybody who would come back and he would just he would just take him out and They would put him in. There would be high-profile match. It would be like that person's chance for a last high-profile match, and uh, it would be a chance to elevate Orton to that to to another level to get him to that to that place where they where they believe that he should be as a top star in world wrestling entertainment.
0: Right, and in the Thunderdome era, they just had him roll out retired guys and kick him in the
2: head, and it worked. Right, it worked. It it, It worked. It it, sets up the edge stuff. That punt was one of the most devastating moves in wrestling because you know what? If you needed somebody written off a show, you know what he were going to do? He was going to punch you in the face, and mm-hmm. you were going to be gone for six months. And it works. Mac- Every time. McAfee ought to go to that. Yes, yes. <laughs> McAfee needs to go to that. I, I I know there's a couple people on that show that Bat- Pat McAfee wants to punt. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, now going back to the show, we agree that Randy's a Hall of Famer and, and really is approaching somewhat, I assume, I-, I think he's approaching Mount Rushmore's status. I mean, he's getting close. Yeah,
2: the only part, I remember uh, going back several years, every single pay per view was John Cena versus Randy Orton for like, it seemed like forever in a year, just their rivalry was just. Every single week, every single week, but they would put together these great matches and it, it was back and forth. But at that time, they were just, they were the two hottest stars in the wrestling business. So they had to be pitted against each other. Randy was that, that classic bad guy. John was the classic good guy. So they had to, they had to, they had to meet. Um, I, I think, of course, John ended up getting the better of the, of the deal because, you know, the good guy. You know that era was still was still going over, and still, still, John was racking up world champions. But Brady has Brady has like 13, 13 and he's a, and I think he's a grand slam. I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I'm, I know that he has an intercontinental belt, and the, right now he's the current tag team champion.
0: If you think about it, you know, like I don't know who you would believe his greatest rival was. There was Edge feud, but you also have the Edge
2: partnership. Right. at right oh, RKO. Yeah. Oh, which was a great, you know, it was kind of like one to say, and they feud. they had a great feud with DX. Mm-hmm. It was one of my favorite. It was one of my favorite feuds of, of that, of that time, because they, I, I, <laughs> Randy, Randy's, his, his deal with Triple, Triple H and Randy Orton are forever linked together as, as teammates and as rivals and, and I joked uh, on my podcast. We asked what was the greatest moment uh, of uh, of Randy Orton's career, heel wise. I was like, the most heel thing that Randy Orton ever did is where he handcuffed Triple H and kissed Stephanie. That right there was the most evil, diabolical thing that that has ever been done. I was like, that is that is that is insane. I, I would lose my I would lose my mind. But but he made it. He made it so that it was evil, and he was the quintessential evil bad guy, just dirty, downright wrestling. Right, and in and
0: out of the ring, Hunter was there for him. Hunter was yeah. there as a rival to give him the great matches. Hunter was there as the leader of evolution to give him that boost he needed to become a star. Hunter was there to be the heel he needed to go over him and become somewhat of the face of a brand, and then Hunter was able to be the, the good guy that Randy would go over to elevate him again to further status. And like you said, they're forever linked. What's your favorite from out of nowhere?
2: Oh, man. There's the Evan Bourne. Now, do you remember that one? Yes. Where Evan Bourne does the uh, – he's going for his finishing move, that moonsault. Yes. And Randy pops up in mid-flip and hits him.
0: Yeah. Hits him with the RKO. Right. I think my favorite is probably the Seth Rollins WrestleMania. Oh, the, stop, the stop, yes. If you've ever heard the story, Seth says he was bugging that guy. He was bugging Orton to do it the whole time. And Orton was like, nah, you know, don't fix something that ain't broke. We'll just do what we can do. And Randy finally was like, well, let's try it a couple of times. And Seth couldn't really, they, they just couldn't really get it. Like, they wanted it. And right before they went out there, Randy said, let's do it and Seth said the, the his adrenaline was so good he was able to get the height to make it really work and it was beautiful. Oh wow. Randy said yeah. Randy said it felt so good. He almost forgot the cover. Him. <laughs> and if you watch it you can see him kind of pop for himself right there cuz he was like, yeah, that's the thing. Okay, now back to the show. We have yeah. Riddle putting over Orton. Orton puts over the WWE Universe and all of the people that have helped him and puts over Riddle which he's been he's made Riddle a main eventer. And people were on the fence about him, but he really has. And yet, you know, he said, Hey, I've never had as much fun as I'm having right now. And then we get the standard stuff, right? We bring out Cody, who's from the legacy and they hug. And then you have Seth come out and now we've gotten to the standard SmackDown. Everybody in the ring at one time (laughs) complaining, right? Where's Teddy? Where's Teddy Long at? Where's, where's, it's a tag team match player. (laughs) That's what it winds up being, right? And and, and Seth fits in here. I, I think, you know, the one that was uh, kind of out of place was Ezekiel. But once Kevin becomes ridiculousness and comes down out of the crowd screaming, no, 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 and then Seth's playing with Ezekiel's hair trying to figure out, I don't know how that helps him know whether or not that guy's Elias or Ezekiel, but it works yeah. in context. Then we get, you know, the Usos come out and their favorite moment is the moment that they pin him at the pay-per-view, that kind of thing coming up. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you have them aligned and I, I felt like, when you watch that ring, you have these main event players that we know they are, right? And because of the way Kevin Owens reacted to Ezekiel, none of that was weird.
2: You know what I mean? Yeah. No, it was a smooth. It is a very smooth, uh, transitional way to to make it to make it make sense to put them all in the match.
0: And I don't I don't know whether to take Ezekiel's Ultimate Warrior. Uh, cosplay uh, arm arm. Uh, those those tassels the tassels Tassels. yeah i don't know whether to take that seriously or not but i'd kind of pop for it anyway you know and yeah
2: i'm interested to see where where that ezekiel character is going
0: i hear you i hear you and what jumps off the board at me is how completely in place cody looks
2: yeah it's like he never left right Um, even better yeah
0: even better he he oozes charisma He's standing there with all these other superstars, and you know Rollins and Owens can make anything work, but even away from them, before they walk in there, he looks like he fits in with Orton. He's made it. It it doesn't matter anymore. And so then, of course, we get the Pierce. We're going to have the match. And so at the end, what did you think about the match at the end of the show?
2: I liked it. I liked it. You, You got everybody involved. You were able to get uh, everybody got their their chance to shine. Everybody got their no. Everybody looked good. That, that was the thing. There wasn't anybody who was like pushed to the side or or, or did not. They all felt like big stars. Right. They all felt like big stars in that match.
0: And the important part. The important. Everybody was a big star in that match except Zeke. Yeah. And the important part was Zeke got to look strong. Yeah. And the other important yeah. thing is because it's a tribute night, the last few minutes the. The final run of the of the match, Orton gets to be outside of the ring with all the classic Orton moves outside of the ring. Getting into the ring, he gets to do the elevated DDT, and then he gets yeah. to give every single body an RKO with a little help from from his teammates. Perfect way to go home on it, right?
2: Yeah, there, there. You know, the thing too is that I have been. You know, Randy has those. He has that really smooth power slam. It's a
0: quicker, it's a quicker slam than a power slam.
2: Yeah, it's a quicker slam, but that's the classic. The elevated DDT, the RKO, those are those are. and he also, he also does like he. I don't know if he still, he doesn't do it as much. That garbage stomp where they're down and he stomps their arms, stomps their, their hands. He gave us their, a little yeah, bit of that. Yeah, just a little bit of that. But no, that that move set of his is iconic. And it is an iconic move set. Right. Right. And. To your point,
0: the only two guys that do that snap, that snap slam like that are Dustin and him.
2: Dustin Rose. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Those are the two. Dustin, yeah. They are the two smoothest, smoothest with it. Yeah. Nobody else does it
0: like that. It's so beautiful the way they do it. And it works. Now, to piggyback on this moment, this winds up leading to... The Usos in a supposed contract signing, and that doesn't work out because fisticuffs happen before the signing when they usually happen immediately following the signing. And then you have Roman come down because his guy, the Usos, are getting beat up. Once they start laying a smack down on those guys, we have Drew enter the title picture suddenly. And Roman mm-hmm. retreats, and then they're announced that Backlash will be three on three instead of the unification title bout, which we thought we were going to get.
2: You like this? What I would like. Is every title on the line at this match? Three on three, winner take all for the title. That would be a good way to have to have some to add some intrigue. So now this is just for pride. This is just this is just the the, the Samoan dynasty saying that hey, we're better than these guys, right? And that that that's all it is. So we're not gonna we're not gonna have the title for title which we thought we were going to have the title unification. Now they might be saving that for later. That right. that might be one of these things where they, they want their own, instead of a rehashing of WrestleMania, they want their own day or own match or put this on a pay-per-view by itself, or maybe they want to build it more, but I, I don't like, I don't like the fact that we were promised a title for title match. And now we're not going to get it. Now we're going to have a match. That's just for bragging rights.
0: What will be interesting is did they just book themselves out of a problem? By doing this, so now, what's going to happen? Obviously, is the bloodline's going to lose at payback, and that gives us yeah. that gives us Drew Roman. So we wind up with three matches there, probably somehow or another, right? Right. Which I get it. That's cool. But like you said, you promised me a unification title bat with Orton. But this way, Orton gets to go over a couple weeks after the anniversary. And then what will be interesting is did they book themselves out of that match so they don't go back to it? Or did they just push it? Did they kick the can down the road to give us a bigger moment and let yeah. let it go further? That's going to be interesting.
2: Yeah. Also, what people are going to be clamoring for, and and I've been clamoring for this, even though um, even though it's not in the cards anytime soon. But when Orton gets in there with Roman, and you have that stare down, you got these two ic- icons from from one from the last era, and then one from this era, going toe to toe again, and then you know Drew, Drew versus Drew versus Roman is fine, but Randy versus Roman is something I want. I definitely want to see also. Right, right. Now
0: you, that's a good point too because we could wind up with you know, I, I kind of thought that if they lose at the pay per view or if we kick the can down the road and they lo- and. RK Bro loses at the next pay per view. It's kind of a perfect time for Orton to free himself by going Viper on Riddle, you know, sending Riddle into babyface heaven and then sending yeah. sending him back on his way as a singles competitor. And there, you could get that Orton. I mean, Orton's able to be a world champ. Yeah, there's no yeah. reason he it, can't be again.
2: He's no, killing. No, it. he it, it is one of these things too where. Where he, I mean, since he's done done such a great job um this past year, you know, it, it would kind of just be like one of these things where if you need somebody to break it up or break up Roman's run, you know, if Roman is hurt and he has to take a little and he has to break and he has to heal back, Orton can carry and could carry could carry the company for a little while until until Roman gets back. And, I mean, and you have so many amazing matches that that he could also have. I mean, you could you could have then you could throw. You can throw Riddle into the title picture, you know. Have Riddle versus Orton for a little while, you know, to, to settle that view.
0: Yeah, there's a lot that can happen. Now, move, moving on into other things, we we did get Ali back. I think you have some concerns there.
2: Yeah, I I, I do, I do. Theory is, I, you know, theory is is the future. I mean, for better or worse, I think that that Vince has Austin uh, has theory. As the guy, not, not just the guy, but he has him pegged as the face of the company at, at sooner, probably sooner than later. Now you bring back Ali, who has been disgruntled over the way that he's being used and his ideas being shot down to bring him back in a feud where, where he is set up to lose. I do not like that. Mm-hmm. I, I think that he should be placed in a. He's fighting for the for a title. Yes, that's great. He's going to give he's going to give theory some great. Match. But but we know that he's not going to be able to, to to beat theory because theory's the chosen one. He's going to have that U.S. title at least until WrestleMania. I think.
0: Yeah. Uh... I can't. Dude, Justin makes fun of me because I always say that there's no way they're going to bring Ali back and have him lose. And Justin's like, well, I mean, we see it every year that they they do these things that there's no way they're going to do. But you're right. It really could happen. That would be frustrating. But I say this,
2: while he's around, let's watch him because he's really good. Yeah. No, he can put on some great matches. And he just needs the opportunity. And I think now he's going to have the opportunity to do these, to to have these bangers of matches. And I, I think that is one of these things where for now, uh, you, you can see it in house shows if you, if you wa- ever watch uh, his house shows that are online. You can see all the things he can do, how he structures the match, how he calls the match. He's great. He's one of the best people that they have, but he just needs an opportunity to do it. Not not a silly gimmick like, like uh, Retribution or that whole thing that they dropped. Just let him go out there and let him be him. And, and it'll work. And just be, yeah, and it'll work. Or, or listen to some of his ideas and let him have some of his ideas and let that play out. So – we're, we're going to see how this uh, this whole theory thing goes.
0: Okay, uh, Oscar came back. That gives Becky an excuse to go away from the title. It allows Bianca to do her Cena-esque run. We hope. I mean, I hope. You hope? Uh, yeah, I hope. I okay, hope. okay. And, and it gives Becky a place to go. And I love Oscar as much as any anybody. So it's, it's great to me. Now we're going to add a segment here called uh, Woods Watch.
2: Woods, the the talented. Mr. Xavier Woods, and right now he is involved in a tag team skirmish with Ridge Holland, Seamus, and the now MIA Butch, <laughs> which I have no idea. I guess they just want to make it even, so so they, they, they've they ridden Butch off for a little while. That's fine. That's fine. Uh but I do love uh it, you know Xavier Woods always has these bright colors these bright uh, these bright ideas and uh yesterday he came out like in this cloak uh royal cloak and he had a great match with uh with Ridge Holland and he was he, he of course you know he always puts on his best stuff When he, when he, when he's able to showcase it, when he's able to showcase his moves, his storytelling and all that, and adding a new finisher that, that is just so simplistic, but just so great. The backwoods, which is the roll up, one, two, three, get the pin, get out of the ring before you know what hits you.
0: Dude, it's, he's the new Mr. Small Package.
2: He had, he's had finishers, you know. Uh, the, the the tag team finisher that they have is the Midnight Hour. That that's what the that's what it used to be called. Um, and then he had his own finisher when he had his singles when he was doing the uh, King of the Ring, which was called uh, the Honor Roll because he's a he's a scholarly young man. He's very scholarly, right? But now now he has the Backwoods, which is a fantastic move, and he's been using it to get wins over. Uh, over Ridge Holland and over uh, over Butch of late. They're going to be involved in this feud for a while, it looks like. I don't know what's going to come up this, but hopefully they're going to get re-elevated back into the main title picture once the Usos and uh, RK-Bro settle, settle their differences.
0: Did you notice, because Woods wins cleverly, as they're backing away, Seamus challenges. Kofi gets challenged. He comes down. He loses the match to Seamus, and then they jump Woods outside of the ring. Did you notice when Ridge went to put Woods through the table, he slid his hand up his back to make sure he was flat when he was laying him on that table?
2: Yes. Watch it. Yes, he Watch it. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. I, I, I know that, that Ridge feels awful about what happened he he, has I, to I know that he does. Right. Yeah, he, he, yeah, yeah. But I, I think that especially Austin or Xavier Woods knows um, how to make things look great, but also to to make sure that they are also safe. He he had uh, when he fought uh, the, the 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 matches with the Wyatt family are legend. I, right, I, I love right. those those matches with the Wyatt family. But he when he fought uh, who is now Air Red Redbeard, yes. He took a spine buster onto the onto the steel steps. Uh, once upon a time, and he had a thoracic spine injury from that from that from that uh, from that bump. And ever since then, you know, you know, you watch it, and you know, he's super careful. He's super calculated. He always makes sure that he's in the right position and gets the person, the other person, into the right position. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm thankful that. That maybe maybe for Riz this is a learning experience. Austin's a great technician in the ring, or Xavier was is a great uh, technician in the ring. So I hope that uh, that they can take this and make make each other better.
0: Right, right. This is I, I, I'm looking forward to that. Okay, we're going to call that a wrap. We went a little bit long, but I think it was great because I, I I like what you had to offer there, man. Thank you so much for being willing to come on. I appreciate. So, thank you. you. And like
2: I said, go find crossbones where. On uh, on Instagram, bang underscore ATL. And the, we also have the Bangin' and Clangin' podcast. And then also on Twitter, uh, plus P-L-E-A-S Kelly, K-E-L-L-E-Y underscore 313 on Twitter.
0: Check out our friends at the Daily Smart. Check out our friends at the Game Project. Daily Smart, remember, that's your one-stop shop for all things pro wrestling. And, folks, go home. Appreciate you.